Well, Chiefs Kingdom, your Kansas City Chiefs won a nail-biter out there in Los Angeles, and they, I think, tried to kill me in the process. It's a lot of fun here. We're going to go over <laughs> Matt Derrick's with us live post-game right now. You'll hear this in a little bit. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Well, fellas, um, yeah. Did you see that coming, Matt Derrick? Was that on the plate tonight? Um, no. <laughs> and an overtime game where the 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 triplets do that. This was Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. That's all it was. Those three guys were just okay. That's us. Let's go. Um, there was nothing else on offense. Those three guys just absolutely took over this game and. I got nothing. I mean, other than I want to see Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the AFC West for, I think, the next 15 or 20 years. Might kill right. us all, but I want to see more of it. Hey, as long as we have our defensive players, I'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, that was quite the game. I don't know how many cuss words I dropped at the end of that game. Uh, Travis Kelsey was phenomenal, and it's glad to see him back from his couple of games where he struggled the past couple of games. Yeah, I, I I was really, I mean, just struck by both Kelsey and Hill. I mean, there were virtually no mistakes from those guys tonight. I mean, for all the talk and consternation that we've had over the the drops and some of the bobbles and issues in the past, there was nothing tonight. And some of those catches were absolutely amazing, especially Hill. Um, the the 44-yard the bomb, I have no idea how he hauled that one in. Um, it would have been a good play because of the pass interference anyway, but that catch was mm-hmm. just amazing. And that grab on that fastball along the baseline of the end zone, ah, uh, I mean, hit him in the face mask, didn't it? it? That was that was that was the kind of throw in the ball that you know earlier in the season and bouncing off hands and getting away, and he puts it away there. I mean, maybe if this isn't the game that that puts away all the ghosts that the, the Chiefs have had earlier this season of mistakes, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is the cardiac Chiefs again. They are yep. back and doing it all. We have a lot to talk about in this game. I just want to say really quick, prayers out to Donald Parham. Don't know what happened, but looked very bad. Hope that ends up not being a big deal. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill played phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes uh, struggled at times. And I think Andy Reid and Mahomes and Eric Bannamy need to figure out what they're going to do with the screen pass uh, because there's too many teams that are sitting on it now. So another interception like that's bound to happen. It is. You got to adjust to that. That was one of the things that I was crying about in the middle of the game. Uh, before we get into Patrick, we'll hit him next segment, but let's not just stay on the offensive side because that defense had a couple ups and downs, looked terrible against the run all night long, except for maybe one drive, but they stood up and they made plays and they made stands and they weren't willing to give up without Chris Jones, without Willie Gay, who I think was just as much a loss here, specifically in the run game as Chris Jones without luxurious need, Matt, did you think that they could withstand and make those kind of, of stands? What stood out to you most about them? Well, I, I mean, I definitely thought that the, the chiefs could still win this game, even with the losses that they had, I, I still felt like this was a game that they could win uh, because it's the character of this team. I mean, and I think that's what you absolutely saw them win with was character tonight. I mean, that's what came through. Um, but Hey, you know what? I mean, if the chiefs have Chris Jones, luxurious need, Willie Gay, we're probably not talking about the greatness of this game because I think the Chiefs probably win it pretty easily. Um, that probably certainly made it a more even game. I mean, you look at the losses that both teams had, and I mean, there were much bigger issues on the Chiefs' side of the line than there was on the Chargers' side. 
Um, the defense definitely was vulnerable on the ground. And, and whether or not that was just an issue of Chris Jones, whether it was the game plan, um, you know, with the losses the Chiefs had overall, I mean, they were generally playing a little bit lighter boxes. I mean, I know Ben Neiman still played a lot tonight, but, um, you know, they were still playing a little bit lighter than they would normally play. And that probably certainly played a little bit into the Chargers, you know, willingness to pound it on the ground. I mean, this was, they literally came, they clearly came in with the intention of trying to run the football and they absolutely did that. So a concern going forward, but, you know, at the same time, they made plays when they had to, uh, you know, the, the goal line stops, the fourth down stops. Those were the plays they didn't make in week three. Uh, in week three, all of those went to Chargers way. The Chargers got them done. This week, Chiefs defense got the plays done. I mean, they made the stops when they had to. I just got to throw this out there really quick. Going into the fourth quarter, I did not see either team getting close to 30 points. 13-14 uh, when it changed over to the fourth quarter. Both teams scored over 14 points in the third quarter. Uh, phenomenal game. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. A little bit lower scoring, but this had some Chiefs-Rams 2018 kind of fourth quarter connotation to it, if you ask me. Yeah, just a, a slower start, but they they ramped all the way up there. And it was on the shoulders of Mahomes in pluses and a couple of minuses. Well, we're going to get to him in a second. But if you want to go see the Super Bowl, whether the Chiefs are in it or not, there's a really great way to do it. And it is right around the corner, less than 100 days away, on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. They have a unique experience for both the Super Bowl and experiences to go with it with elite NFL legends, five-star hotels, three-star chefs, all kinds of stuff. All you have to do is either search Super Bowl on location or go to locationexp.com slash SB56. That's locationexp.com slash SB56, and you can have a shot at this. I have a feeling about this Super Bowl after tonight. Let's get there with on location. And if you're going to play fantasy, the only way to really do it, the way that it was meant to be, because nobody plays fantasy sports to lose, is to get with Stat Hero. Winning feels a whole lot better, and you can understand that tonight, can't you, Chiefs Kingdom? Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero lets you pick their lineups before you play and just handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. -on -one. That's the big thing. It's head-to-head. -head. I think Chris and I will probably do this next season just so we can bash each other about. It'll be fun. With Stat Hero, you're the one in control of the stakes. You can make all your decisions, and it's head-to-head. Was, it's exactly what fantasy sports are meant to do. All you got to do is sign up right now for free. Use our code locked on at stathero.com. You get 100% deposit bonus and you can get into the action right now. Terms and conditions do apply, but remember, use that code locked on at stathero.com. This was a game up and down. I mean, can I, can I just take one second? Just one second. How about the fullback to start the game? Okay. Can we, can we just go there for a minute? I knew you'd be happy about that. I was that gonna say, is he getting your game ball? Mike Burton. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> drop that too early, but I think he might be getting Ryan's game ball. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I mean, it was good to see just from a, a, a conventionality point. It they they tried to be a little physical up front at first too. I thought that was that was well conceived and at least it set them up for a little bit. Middle of the game seemed like a, a drought for me. Patrick was quite frankly inaccurate a good portion of this ball game. And to the point where there were opportunities that were missed because of it. Not something that we say a whole lot. Like you said earlier, Matt, it's usually it's usually drops. It's usually guys being out of out of position or trying to run the ball before they have in their grasp or that kind of things. Were you surprised at how up and down Mahomes was tonight? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always surprised when he, he's inaccurate, and he had, there certainly had a stretch there. But there's usually a commonality to me a little bit when he gets into one of those inaccurate streaks, and some of it's just because I think he's just trying to get rid of the ball too quickly. Whether it's that he sees a play opening up, or he he sees a window closing, whatever it may be. I mean, that that throw to the Hardman in particular on the you know on the on the the goal line play. Um, I mean, that was just a classic case to me, you know, of he, he's just trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible. And you saw from the replay, you know, we didn't have a good grip on the ball. So there wasn't much of a chance of him getting out of his hands well. Um, sometimes he can make that throw. Sometimes he can't. I mean, to a degree, maybe it's just something that you live with with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback is that there's going to be some times that he rushes the ball out and it doesn't work. And and tonight he had a, an excessive number of those. But uh, I I it just seemed to me that there was a few times when he just, you know, he just winds up a little bit too much, either puts a little bit too much mustard on it, tries to get it way too quickly. And, and usually if you look at it, I mean, there's something mechanically wrong with him when, when the ball comes out that way. And, and he'll tell you, you know, I mean, it's occasionally whether it's footwork or it's arm. Usually, I mean, I think he'll tell you that's probably his footwork more than anything. Uh, but a couple of times today, I think it was grip, you know, so that's going to happen. And like I said, maybe it's just something you live with when you got Mahomes as your quarterback because occasionally he's going to make those plays and they're going to hit. Well, I think maybe not thing, occasionally, maybe more than occasionally. <laughs> I think the thing that stood out to me really when watching him play was 10 of 11 in his first couple of throws on the first two scoring drives. And then he missed throw after throw after throw uh, and ended up getting to like 10 of 17 or something like that. But the thing that really sticks out to me is we saw – uh, the Patrick Mahomes of old tonight. His comeback at the very end of the game, his comeback when they were down a touchdown, you know, before that, and his comeback, his play in overtime was the Patrick Mahomes of old. His clutch play came back. And that's something we haven't really seen this season. I'm not saying he's had an opportunity, but it hasn't really been there. But it did tonight. It was there tonight. Well, and this was something that I, I felt like the Raiders did a little bit. The Broncos have done before, too. I mean, it was, especially there late in the game, the Chargers weren't putting any type of spy on Mahomes, which mm-hmm. to me is really, I mean, that's a key that, you know, if you're going to you're gonna play the defense that, you know, with the, the cover twos and everything like this to try and take away the deep end of the field against Mahomes, the one thing you can't let Mahomes do is buy time. And, you know, if you've got a spy in there in the middle of the field that can make sure that one, he can't scramble or two, that if he tries to step up out of the pocket and and step away from the pocket, that there's somebody there to chase him down. Because, you know, when when the Chiefs offense was struggling, I felt that a little bit of it was that Mahomes was trying to push the ball downfield to some plays that weren't there. But when things started going on, going better later in the game, it wasn't that. The problem wasn't he was pushing the ball downfield. The great thing was is that he was extending plays. I mean, that's what Mahomes does. When he tries to push it downfield from the pocket, that to me is sometimes when you just – I mean, he doesn't hit that high percentage throws because that's just the time when, you know, the, the defenses are still guarding. I mean, the, the, the great thing about Mahomes when he starts scrambling is that nobody can keep up with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey for six seconds. They can mm-hmm. keep up with him in these zone coverages and everything. They can keep up with him for four seconds. You start buying time, you can't keep up. And you certainly saw it on, you know, that that throw, late throw to Hill. Um, I thought, I think both of the, the big plays, the Kelsey, those were just plays that, you know, if Mahomes scrambles and buys time and you don't force him either out of bounds or you force him to get rid of the football earlier by having a spy on him, he's going to eventually pick you apart. 
And that's exactly what I think he did in the second half. And he finally used his legs for that big, long, what, 32-yard run that he had? Because he was allowed to. Right. And that's a big thing because – and by the way, somebody get Travis Kelsey some oxygen, will you? But beyond that, it felt like not only did he feed off of the long run, but in particular, I felt like that time that he got hit, which was out of bounds, went down hard, he got up and did his little jog back to the the huddle. And I felt like that kind of sparked something from the way that he was delivering the ball after that. And I think maybe it, it is a physicality with him that when he gets challenged, he's going to fight back. And I thought we saw that as it went down the stretch. Yeah, and you know what? I was really surprised there. Actually, on the on the eventual touchdown play to Kelsey, I was actually surprised that they called a, a pass play there <laughs> because I thought that they might just need to go ahead and call something really quick and short or even a run to give Mahomes a break. I mean, he looked gassed there for a second. So I was kind of surprised they called it there. But he didn't look near as gassed as Travis Kelsey did on that long run. No, I mean, that's that that's a that's a at Kelsey's age for those two plays that he had today, the yards that he covered today. Yeah, absolutely. Get that guy a, a breather because he needs it. He certainly did 13 targets for him and Hill. They came out the same 148 for Hill, 191 yards for Travis. Getting away like that certainly, those so- guys went for over 300 yards receiving <laughs> together. Yes. <laughs> Am I doing my math right? 339? Is that what yes. they ended up with? Correct. That was Holy quick, Matt. Well done. How? <laughs> 339 yards receiving. Matt That's... dropping the math knowledge. Thank oh you. Right. Goodness. That's crazy. And they did a good job on the other side. We'll talk about the defense here in a minute when we get back. But that volume of offense, they tried to run some. It wasn't effective, but at least they grounded out a little bit and they got some physicality out of it. In the end, it just came down to those three guys having enough time, thanks to the offensive line, who I think they actually got stronger as the game got on, and making those plays, the three of them. A lot of ad lib. I would I would even wager, Matt, that probably 20% of those the, of fourth quarter passes were ad lib, that were guys just going to get open. And certainly I think most of the completions, because you know I, I know looking at the playlist very briefly at one point, I mean, uh, I think most of the completions were quick throws. I mean, it was incompletions were quick throws. I mean, it was just a matter. Of, and once again, I mean, I think that was at that point that Mahomes was still trying to make some quick plays and um, he wasn't very accurate at that point. But once he started buying a little bit more time, that's kind of in his element. I mean, that's 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 when he is, you know, and and honestly, I mean, a guy like Mahomes He's probably, to me, more accurate when he's on the run because I think he's got his momentum going in the right direction. Sometimes when, you know, he's trying to get rid of the ball quickly out of the pocket, I think that and it comes back to footwork again. I mean, I think he'll kind of fall away a little bit. And as much as we like to, you know, say, hey, Mahomes can make a 70-yard throw falling backwards, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be accurate. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's always going to cost you accuracy when you're falling away, when you're trying to throw a football. When you're stepping into it, it's going to help. So, I mean, I think we definitely saw him being much more accurate there at the end of the game on the run. We have to give some love to the defense. We have to talk about this Herbert Mahomes competition. We have to give out our game balls. We're going to do that here in just a minute. But I got to tell you about Bet Online because if you were betting this game and you thought it was going to be this narrow or that you might get 339 yards out of the two <laughs> receiver tandems, you probably made a lot of money tonight if you went to betonline.ag to lay your action down. It's the number one spot for betting on sports. You can get there right now, check out their new site, and you'll give uh, get a bonus if you use our promo code when you sign up. 50% on your dollar tonight 
tomorrow, whenever, when you use Locked On and you sign up for that at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And then you got to pick up some food on the way home because these things are like gold. You have to have built Bars. They are the perfect holiday snack. You can replace candy bars because they taste just as good and they're actually healthy and protein-filled. Low in carbs, low in net sugars, low in everything bad and full of holiday goodness. That's my line for the day. Lots and lots of flavors, and they're putting out like one every day for the next week. Gingerbread, all kinds of crazy things. You got to go to Built.com to find all that stuff. And when you do, make sure you tell Santa that, you know, you want some Built Bars under the tree instead of cookies. It works out really well. Just use our normal promo code, LOCKED15, at Built.com. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's LOCKED15. That's 15% off of your order at Built.com. You can still get them by Christmas. So make sure you go check those out today. Now, I want to make sure because generally I will power through and I want to be the one that remembers. We had some some bad run defense, but I want everybody in Chiefs Kingdom to hear me say this. Dan Sorensen makes some good plays. Ben Neiman made a huge play. Credit to Turk Wharton as well. Hitch made a couple of plays. There, Everyone seemed to stand up when they needed to, especially in those fourth downs that Staley, you knew was just going to cram down their throats. When you talk about Ben Neiman, I just got to say, I don't know how to put that fumble. If you watch the replay, he is on the outside of where that ball is. The Chargers player looks like he is on top of it, and Neiman is the one that comes up with the ball. I think Mike Dana got his hands on it, too. Good for Mike. Hey, you never know what happens at the bottom of those piles, and I don't think they want to know what happens at the bottom of those piles. I would imagine that is the case. I'm too old for that. (laughs) At the end of the day, this was a team win because it took both sides. Justin Herbert is a great quarterback, and we are, like you said earlier, Matt, lucky to see this matchup for the next however long that this goes on. But is it to the point now that as a team, they're able to compete consistently? Obviously, they beat the Chiefs earlier in the year, took them to overtime this game. Is this going to be something we just have to deal with for the next five or ten seasons? Well, hey, things can always change. I mean, you know, the Chargers have had the talent, I think, over the last few years, and they just have had such bad luck. I mean, injuries have killed them. They lost inexplicably close games that have killed them. Um, I think they've got a good coach right now. I'm not as enamored with some of the play calling and some of the decision-making of Brandon Staley. I mean, I'm not the I, – I am probably middle ground when it comes between old-school football and <laughs> new-school analytics – um, but I have some quibbles. I'm not even going to point out that this game wouldn't have gone into overtime if Brandon Staley had kicked at least one field goal. But would have been a game. Would have been a different game. But we'll have that. Disp- we'll have, we can have that discussion another time. Okay. But thank you, thank you, John Harbaugh and Brandon Staley, for going for it when on times when they probably shouldn't have. But. But I mean, I think, I mean, going forward, you're looking at this. I mean, yeah, the the Chiefs and the Chargers are best positioned going forward to to be competing for this division. Um, The Chargers got their quarterback. So that's the biggest piece. The other teams don't have their quarterback yet. I mean, at least long long term for the future quarterback. So, I mean, yeah, that's the future. Absolutely. And I have to say really quick, I know we were talking about this game, but the thing that really stands out to me about this is with this win, Kansas City now has 10 days before they face the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to get back Chris Jones. They're going to get back Willie Gay. They're going to get back LeJarrius Sneed. They're probably going to get all those guys back. And you would have to think that maybe there's going to be one or two more cases of COVID on this team, but there's plenty of time for them to get over that and be ready for their next game. So I think that's a huge plus for Kansas City as well. 
And yeah. I'm 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 actually multitasking right now, listening to a little bit of Andy Reid at the beginning of his press conference. Uh, he was talking about injuries. Really said that nothing really for the most part coming out of the game. Um, he kind of started talking about Tyreek and then backed off. Uh, but remember, Hill left and was getting worked on the sideline, came back in. So that doesn't appear to be anything long term. So nothing long term coming out of this game. It's just going to be the issue of getting the guys back that that were not available today. And with a mini buy, that should help. Getting to full strength, that should help. For all intents and purposes, this was the hump in my mind. I know the Bengals had a good start to the season. I don't know that they're playing at their their peak right now. You can say that at least for the division, this head-to-head here made the big difference. The Chiefs look to be in the driver's seat for the AFC West title and still in contention for the number one. And at the end of the day, that's probably that combined with the injuries is all you can really ask to get out of this ballgame. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, you know, we you don't really think of a tie, but I mean, that was what the Chiefs actually needed from this game. A tie at the very least would have put them in the driver's seat in so many things. Um, Getting the win absolutely, you know, gives them a a huge advantage in the AFC West. Obviously, got a two game edge now. Um, The tiebreakers are are actually in their favor against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the Chiefs are four and one in the division, so Chargers basically have to beat the Chiefs by three games or the final three games. I mean, that's just, I mean they need to draw an inside straight. Now the Chiefs need some help, but they're cert- they're certainly a big part of you know getting the number one seed is in their control. Win these final three games, and New England loses once, and you're there. So you know, yeah, this this game absolutely helps you put away the AFC West. I think you know the analytics right now would tell you that they're ninety five percent to win the AFC West with this win. So they're they're in control there. Which now would make question, six straight years. Sorry, I just want to throw that out yep. there. Every every year since I started covering the team, they've won the AFC West. Okay, so well you're, you're just covering the team in perpetuity. So just <laughs> just going to say that now. I've never covered a Chiefs team that did not win the AFC West. And I pointed this well, out to Ryan. I just want to throw this out there. Kansas City will be the first team, uh, as long as they hold on, they will be the first team to win the AFC West for more than five years. Uh, all the other teams, it's been five-year stretches. Kansas City will be the first to take it to six. And, you know, one of the things I harped on all week, and I told you the other night, you know, the other, the other day, Ryan, one mm-hmm. of the most difficult things to do in the NFL is to beat a playoff caliber team on Thursday night on the road. Yep. And Andy Reid is now three. If, if the Chargers make the playoffs, Andy Reid's going to be three and zero in those games. And I think the rest of the league, if my recollection, has won six games since two thousand six in that kind of a scenario. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's how difficult it is for a team to go on the road. And I'm not even taking into consideration. You know, the Chiefs have to go two two time zones over. That's a big deal too on a Thursday mm-hmm. night. This was hard to do. And Andy Reid's really, really good at it for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's just a, maybe he's just a really good coach. And and Mahomes is what? 11 and, is now what? 12 and 0? 12 and 0 on the road in yeah. the division? Yeah. In the division. Oof, yeah. That's crazy. It, it, it it's nuts. nuts. <laughs> so it comes down to this as we start to speak in stereo. Uh, Matt gets to go first. Let's do this game ball thing. Steal my thunder at your peril, Matthew. Well, I'm not going to take your guy. I'm not going to take your guy. So I might, I might take Chris's guy. I don't know, but to me, I I want to because you know I'm wearing this. I want to say Nick Bolton because Nick Bolton was fantastic. He played. I think he had 14 tackles. I think he broke up three passes. He forced that first interception. 
fantastic career, right? Fantastic, but I can't do it because this the offense won this game. So who was the and biggest I, deal? And how long has it been since we've said that? Sorry. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few games since we've said that. So who <laughs> who who was the guy? I gotta I gotta go with Travis Kelsey. I mean, those two touchdowns were just amazing. I mean, I still don't know how the guy you know held up, and then he should have he could have had a third. Yeah, I mean, he so goes sixty nine yards and he doesn't get into the end zone. I mean that I I'm I mean I'm just. As good as Mahomes was, as good as Nick Bolton was, good as Tyreek was, Travis Kelsey gets the game ball. Yep. Chris? Oh, I guess I have to give mine to Tyreek Hill. I just thought he made clutch catch after clutch catch after clutch catch after clutch catch. And uh, he is a difference maker on this offense. And when he is able to be on the same page as Mahomes, and I liked what Mahomes did getting outside the pocket, but when Hill is doing things with Mahomes, uh, and Hill and Mahomes have a relationship where they are able to stay on the same page. Mahomes hit Hill on a deep pass early in the game where it was a route that was just a short route, and he saw Mahomes start running, and he took off deep, and he hit him. And it's you're sitting there going, you can't teach that. That's just chemistry between two guys knowing that each other, what each other is going to do. So uh, Mahomes played phenomenal at the very end of the game, but I, I have a hard time giving it to him with the turnover. So. I got to give it to Tyree Kill. 410 yards and three touchdowns, huh? That's the, it sounds gonna, like a lot. We're going to leave that on the table. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're just going to leave that sitting there. Um, it, it sounds like a 2019 stat line for him. That's that's what it comes down to. But what didn't happen in 2019 is you didn't have Mike Burton leading the way and starting the whole thing off. That's what you didn't have. Leaping, leaping into the end zone. You got to give Mike Burton credit, folks, and if you – you haven't seen him he was on the show a little bit ago you can go back and listen to that episode or watch it over on youtube uh, a little bit more on rgr as well uh that said it brings balance and i'm happy for mike i know that he's happy to be in kansas city and, and to see them use a new wrinkle in a way that we really didn't think that we were going to get there um that's the only reason that we can leave Mahomes off of this list and i have to wonder how many snaps did he get because he was really involved early in the game he was and the second <laughs> touchdown of his career and the mm-hmm. first one in six years that's pretty cool right at a twenty a twenty yard screen pass, I mean, and and let's and let's give it up for Anthony Hitchens for getting his first interception in seven years too. Yeah, true, good point. And, and like, honorable mention, easier. I think Lucas Niang played very well. I just want to throw that out there. I know he gave up a the fumble the sack fumble to Joey Bosa, but I think he played pretty well uh, for his, his first game back. Yeah, we'll take a look at the pressure rates as they come out here in, in the next day or two, folks. We'll try to get Matt back from his mini vacation for next week. It'll be fun. Thank you for listening to us today. Matt, thanks for staying up with us. We'll let you get to the pressers and whatnot. Check it all out on ChiefsDigest.com, folks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. I hope everybody gets a good night of rest. <laughs> Enjoy it. We'll be back with you uh, at some point. I know you guys are really excited. So thank you for listening to us today. We'll check you next time.